my name's Luke Vardy and you are watching Revival Talks. So without further ado, I'm going to bring my um, friend backstage, Mark Van Gundy. I was going to say, Mark, just then, all the way from the United States of America, <laughs> but you are not. You are here in the UK with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Luke. It's a joy and a pleasure to be here. Now, I'm originally from Florida, from where you, you've ministered before in Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, but, I think we've but, got some on. It, um, we've got a mutual friend. Is it oh, Clifford, Clifford Hare? Clifford. Yes, yes. Yeah, Hi, Clifford's Clifford. on with us. <laughs> yes, and there we was somebody. Clifford. There was somebody on from Orange Park too. There you go, Nathan, Nathan Mercado. Good to see you, Nathan. We ministered uh, at your church as well uh, last oh, time wonderful. it was over. So it's absolutely fantastic. If you are logging on from anywhere else, we'd love to give you a shout out. Um, oh, we've got someone on from Stoke-on-Trent, a bit closer hey. to home for us. Well. Uh, yeah. Make sure it's great to have you here. And uh, if we miss anybody, I will try and catch you. And uh, and maybe Mark will help me if we miss anybody as we're going through. And you start commenting, we'll flick your name up and give you a shout out. Um, but it's great to have you today, Mark. Obviously, the first time we met was backstage a few minutes ago. But I've heard <laughs> lots of great things from, about you from Clifford, actually when I was oh, in the bless. United States of America. So he really highly recommends you, and that's oh, why bless. I had to get you on this show, Mark. So oh. thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Like I said, it's an honor, an honor. God bless Clifford. He's a, he's a good, good chap because we're part of the Christian Men's Network together. And, uh, but I, I've been here 40 years in this country. I've oh. got the, I'm a British citizen. Um, I've got the paper and I got the passport. I just don't have the accent. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Yorkshire accent? I'm from Yorkshire. Is it any different where you're based? <laughs> oh my goodness, from London. Totally different. My, my wife's English. My wife's from London. And then when she was a teenager, they moved down to Cornwall. And so that's where we met. And then the Lord sent us to America for a couple of years, and I thought that, that was over. I thought uh, England was over. I've done my bit, and God stirred it back up. It was all, you were talking about prayer. It was, it was praying. We teach and disciple people to pray for the nations, teach to get a map, get a globe, get flags, and, and pray. We've taught our kids to do that, and I've got a daughter who's lived in five different countries, my eldest daughter. She's in Germany right now. And has passion for the nations, but I got them praying for the nations, praying over a world map. Because that's what I did. I prayed for England. I got a map and prayed, came here and had a divine encounter and vision, called me uh, back when, when I was just 20 years old to come and minister in this country. And so I started another year of Bible college, and then I worked for another six months, and then the Lord said it was time to go. Wow, and we're so glad that you're in the United Kingdom. I see a lot of your posts going up and the, the conference you're doing. I know you're very busy from talking backstage. And uh, we're going to discuss one of, one of your special things that's coming up soon. But before we do, I'm going to try one thing. I've never done this before, um, but we've got people saying hello in Yorkshire here. And okay. I wanted to see if you could give it a go. So some of my friends in America take the mick out of me for saying this, but a up everybody. See if you see if you can uh, mimic that. A a up everybody. A up everybody. <laughs> and if you're watching and you can say a up everybody, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, so 
Yeah, that's just a little bit of us joking, but the real part of this is getting into talking about revival. And talking yeah. about revival, I'm going to pop up a picture on the screen, and I want you just to share with the people what it's all about, um, just for a couple of minutes. Okay. Oh, yes, wonderful. This is our school called Fire School of Revival. And it started back in September. It was born during the pandemic. God spoke to me and confirmed it for the, so many. And then I, I've got so many incredible revivalists. I couldn't get everybody on. Uh, but these are key people. Dr. Jens Garnfeld, who is a Danish a revivalist who's seen uh, the whole nation of, of Sweden swept into revival. He went for a two-day meeting and it, la it lasted for eight months. Revival swept in Scandinavia, and now he just ministers in Europe full-time. He used to go to Africa, used to go to all these different places. And so they're all lineup of revivalists. My daughter taught last month. The first month, Dr. Yen spoke, and then last month, my daughter, and he was dealing with the beginning of revival, and then my daughter dealt with it in the marketplace, but related to having a passion for the nations and in languages, she speaks five different languages. She just learned German and still learning and because uh, she's getting ready to move there. And so uh, it's, it, it's people catching a passion for the nations is what I, what I love to, to impart to people. So it's all about impartation. What happened to me, revelation, then the impartation. And uh, there was like an anointing came on me. I'd been in ministry for years, but there was... Like a new fire anointing came on over a year ago and totally changed my life. And I was just starting out with a new ministry called Revival of Nations, just starting it. And it just took off. And, you know, and, and so, so we thank God. <laughs> Fantastic. And can they visit revivalnations.com yeah. to get more information about that? Yeah. So if you're watching yeah. and you want to you wanna learn from some of the revivalists um, from around the world, I wouldn't say the UK, but there's there's yeah. from all over different places. Um, this is what Mark's putting on. Uh, I think you're already running one, but the new one yeah. starts. When yeah. does the new one start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a continuous a school for the whole year, <laughs> but it's one Saturday of the month, the second Saturday of every month. We have and we it's in the evening because we did a poll and what was best, and so it's like seven o'clock to to nine thirty. Um, we have teaching, we have a little bit of praise and worship, teaching, then a question and answer, prayer time, and get them prophesying and praying for one another. And just it's, it's really a practical, it's, it's more of a, a mentoring coaching school. And so we've got like 20 plus students. We still have more, you can still get in. Uh, if we get into the next class, you, you, we won't be taking any more students after this next class. And so, but if they go on our website, It'll be a pop-up screen will come up at the school, and you just send in me your email address, and then we'll send off the all the details, the packet, uh, student information. Fantastic. So I encourage you just to go and uh, visit. That was RevivalNations.com. RevivalNations.com. So it's great to have you, Mark, and I just want to start with some questions. The first one I love to ask all of my guests is, how did you meet with Jesus and the yeah. Holy Spirit for the very first time? Well, I was, I was seven years old when I had an encounter, and my kids were, not my kids, my, my parents, we were kids, my parents were going to a Baptist, Southern Baptist Church in Florida, 
in Orange Park, which is just south, as you know, of, of Jacksonville. And that's where I grew up was in Orange Park. And, um, but I got born, I was born and born again. I was born in Jacksonville and because they didn't have a hospital in Orange Park. It was just a little village at the time. And, and then I'd encounter with the Lord and I knew the Lord, but I, and that's why I really teach about the importance of the local church and the importance of a pastor and the importance of teaching, um, is so important because I didn't have that. And I ended up getting away, got wrong people, got on to all kinds of stuff, junk. But I had an encounter as because of my grandmother who was a prophet. She's gone to be with the Lord many years ago. She was in the 90s when she went to be with the Lord. But she prayed and fast every Wednesday. The old John, John Wesley fast every Wednesday. You know, I guess Tuesday night, 6 o'clock till uh, 6 o'clock Wednesday. But she prayed and fasted into her 90s for our family. And I, came, I got, came back to the Lord, got baptized in the Holy Spirit three days later, um, and had an encounter with the, with the Holy Spirit. That, and that was a real game changer, was the Holy Spirit. Um, and then I got into church, got into the Word, ended up going to Christ for Nations Bible College, and, and just got poured into, poured and poured into. And then I ended up coming on a trip to England. And then out of that came the, a vision that God called me to this country. And so I'm just thankful for, for but it was nothing like the Holy Spirit. He totally, that was a game changer for me. And, and then we've seen incredible healings, incredible miracles that I've ministered in Brazil, in, in uh, Nigeria, in Ghana, in India. And uh, I've recently ministered in Pakistan, but not physically on on <laughs> on Streamyard. <laughs> but uh, but God is good. God is good. We thank God. Yeah, I've done the same um, in lockdown. It's been a really interesting time, and people might be watching now and. Uh, different parts of the world are in different stages of this, and it, it's really interesting. Um, the, the, the sort of results we're seeing from being able to broadcast abroad. And one of my hearts has always been to preach in Pakistan. And I've done it for the first time ever in lockdown. I don't know if it was the same for you. And, and I preached to a church of there were probably 30 or 40 people there. And it, I just felt so privileged. I mean, they were in a persecuted part of the, the world. And, and I were able to minister into yes. brothers and sisters' lives while, yes. while in lockdown. Yes. I'm like... Wow. <laughs> no, it, no, it's awesome. I mean, the, the Lord, I believe, uh, just as we talked earlier, he didn't cause it, but he's turned it like he turns things around. He's turned it for good. And, and like even in lockdown now, it's for, you know, a friend of mine calls it, uh, Dr. Joshua Fowler calls it a pause with a purpose. You know, God's used this pause, and I believe we're going into a second pause of reset, recalibrating, and and we just had in major encounters, but it's also God's turned our homes into uh, houses of prayer, where our mm, house yeah. has never had so much prayer, worship, communion, because we always did it in the building. But I, I think we've learned, because we've always taught this, that it's not the building, but but still we 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 yeah. think of the church, you know, down the street on the corner, you know, and, and you know we think of that's the church. And I think God's blown away that theology of a building for sure. That we the, the body's everywhere, but not only that, but but it's, it's brought the church globally together. 
And that's what yeah. was exciting. It's exciting to see because, uh, again, my passion is people getting a global vision, praying. I pray, try to pray for the nations every day. And I, I cheat a bit. I don't know all the nations, so I have a big world map in my office. <laughs> and what, what I do is I pray in, for continents, North America, Central America, South America. In, in a couple of minutes' time, you can hit the whole world. And, wow. and, I, and I teach everybody, anybody and everybody, children can do it. It's not difficult. It, it's not difficult. But I think if more people prayed for the world, we'll see, we'd see a, a better world. <laughs> we'll yeah, no, I think prayer is the key. And I think it, within Revival, I think we were chatting a little bit beforehand, that prayer is the probably one of the catalysts to seeing revival unlock. And one of my favorite scriptures, I'll actually read it before you came on, Mark, and it's in Joel 2, 17, and it says, Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare yes. your people, O Lord, yes. and do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nation should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? And I think... The, the nations of the world, in my opinion, are at that state saying, where's your God? Where yes. is he? Because there's so much division within what you see on social media. Should we be locked down? Should we be rebelling? When the real church should be actually preaching the gospel, all the yes. politics, whether we should be locked down or not, leave that the, to the politicians. We can preach the gospel like yes. never before because the, yes. the disciples, can you imagine if they had social media when the <laughs> disciples and Jesus was walking the earth? Do you not yes. think they'd be preaching the gospel? And yes. I mean, if God can use somebody like me, Mark, I mean, yes. I'm just a wretch. I'm just a, you know, I'm just the worst of the worst. I get my, my words mixed up all the time. I remember when I first started preaching the gospel, I'd be stuttering. I'd be, I'd struggle to get my words out. But the more you talk about God, actually, the easier it gets. It's like yes. the more I talk about my wife to my friends, the more yes. easier it gets and more comfortable. They know I'm going to talk yes. about my wife and my family, just as you would talk to friends about yes. your wife and family. Jesus yes. is a big part of my life. So I learned yes. in work, I'm going to yes. talk about Jesus, just yes. like you talk about your family, because Jesus is my family. Yes. I don't know if that relates to you anywhere, Mark. Absolutely, absolutely. And and that's what it, every we... Uh, years ago, they, they used to be called the Happy Hunters. They had a book. Charles um, and his wife. They had they had this book, and in it, it talked about they did a put the stats together. If every believer in the world shared Jesus with every with every person unbeliever, and they got saved, and then they led somebody to the Lord, and they got saved, and they led some of the Lord every day. That in 31 days, now I know it doesn't happen this way, and it, sometimes it takes a while with people and different things, but in 31 days, you could reach the world. Yeah. 31 wow. days, you could, re and they did the stats, and I forget the numbers and everything else. It's crazy. But in 31 days, it just shows how far we've come from the, you know, the, the, the power of the gospel. The gospel is the power of salvation. You know, I'm preaching to the choir here. <laughs> you know, the power is in the gospel. But everybody can do it. Not just evangelists, not just prophets or apostles or pastors or teachers. But everybody, everybody is, is to let their light shine, as you know. You know, and, and so it, it's, but, but I believe what's important about, like you talked about prayer, praying for the nations and praying for the lost and things like this is it gets into you because 
I teach it's dangerous to pray for the nations. I prayed for England, and I've been here 40 years. And so, <laughs> but, but God can, what he does is, because in, in the end of Matthew, I think it's verse 35 through, of chapter 9, 30, 35, 37, he talks about pray that the Lord of the harvest will send labors into the harvest. And then yeah. you go into chapter 10, he then turns to the very guys he says to his disciples, okay, you guys pray for the nations and pray for the lost and, you know, you, 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 you pray for them. Okay, so they're praying. And the very people he turns to goes, now you go. He appoints them as apostles to go preach the yeah. gospel, heal the sick, cast out devil, and, and, and sends them out to the very ones he told pray. And so he's, we're commanded to pray, ask for the nations, to pray for the lost and different things like this. And, uh, but it's dangerous because as you begin to pray for places, it gets on the inside of you. It get, you get the heart of God. You start feeling his heart, and it's a, there's an impartation in you that changes you for life. Wow, wow, wow. I, I really do feel prayer is a commodity that is missed in the, the body of Christ. And, and um, my old pastor used to say, um, you can tell the temperature of a church by how many people turn up to the prayer meeting. Um, and if there's only a few out of a hundred turning up, that there's something wrong. What are they doing? You know, what, what's the real heart of that church? Uh, did they believe, I mean, he used to teach uh, fantastic messages he used to preach, but he used to say, your prayers don't just go up to the ceiling and then bounce back down. Yes. There's a process. And he used to use the book of Daniel, how the, the ball was took up to God and, and Jesus yes. took the prayers to, to yes. God. And, and that sometimes it feels like the prayers aren't coming through, but actually when the angel came back, he said, hey, we heard the prayer straight away, but I've had to defeat a principality. I mean, sometimes yes. you don't realize the actual battle that you're actually yes. in by saying, God, save my loved one, save, yes. save that family member. I mean, I don't say this public very often, but I've been praying for Darren Brown. He's a, he's a very public figure, and he once was in church, and now he's, he's gone the other way. He tries to debunk miracles, debunk salvation, yeah. thinks it's all manipulation of the mind. And I've been yeah. praying for him. Do you not think, you know, God's doing something every time I pray? You know, I, I don't oh, yeah. think Darren Brown even's watching this now. I mean, Darren, if you're watching this, I pray for you pretty much every day that God yes. reveals himself. And I'm sorry that you got hurt when you was younger in church, but God still loves you. The church may yes. have rejected you, but God still loves you. And, but what I'm saying is there's a process in prayer. Yeah. And uh, if we bypass prayer, do I say we'll never see revival? No. God can still move by his sovereignty whenever he wants, wherever he wants. But I think God likes to go where he is welcomed. And, you know, maybe you can help me out with this, Mark. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, no, no. It's, it's prayer is, is the catalyst. It's the thing that gets, gets it all going, catapults us into to the plan of God. And, you know, that, that's, that's his heart, his heart. He wants us to go. He wants us to pray and go, pray and go. It, it's, it's, uh, it seems like even the healings and the miracles that happen, he would talk to the blind, you know, go show yourself to the priest. He didn't even pray for them. He just said, go show yourself to the priest. And, and as they went, they were healed. And, and you know, it, it's acting, activating our faith, activating what's on the inside, what God's given us by doing 
by praying, by acting, by sharing, by reaching out and praying for people, praying for the sick. And, and to me, the supernatural is most exciting because that really opened my eyes when I saw miracles because I came back to the Lord in the middle of a revival in Jacksonville. There was a big tent meeting going on that was supposed to last for a week and it lasted for 30 days. Revival wow. meetings and out of that, and I saw miracles and, and, and an evangelist praying for the sick and blind eyes, deaf ears, people coming out of wheelchairs and stuff. I'm like, you know, the Lord said, study him. And I just studied what he did, how he prayed, what he did. And then I went to the Word of God, and, and I learned. I got, was discipled in the very beginning that way. And then I was a part of a prayer group that prayed for the nations. And I was discipled in intercession and evangelism in the day one. And, and you know, that's been my life ever since. Intercession and, and outreach, evangelism, missions. Wow, wow, wow. Whereabouts in, uh, we're going off a tangent, whereabouts in Jacksonville was this tent meeting? Because God placed was, a vision on my heart to have tent meetings around the world. Um, yeah, so it really it was, excites me. It was south, is it southeast? It was uh, an Assembly of God church. Actually, um, I'll think of the pastor's name. There's a pastor. It was his father's church, but he's moved out near the beach. He's out, he's out near Ponte Vedra now. Um, I'm thinking the name's coming to me. I think it's southeast. I think it was on, I don't know if it's the southeast side of Jacksonville, but um, I think it was southeast Assembly of God or something like that. It's south side. No, south side. South side, that's it. Not southeast. South side, because it's the south side of Jacksonville. Um, And his father, Zink, Paul Zink's father, Paul Zink has a very big church. It's out in Pablos Road, it's out near the beach, Ponte Vedra, out that way, out, we used to call Jason Butler, out that inter- internet, or uh, uh, the, we would call it motorway over here, I'm thinking more English than American anymore, but interstate, and so it was out there, but, but he's pastoring quite a big church now, but it was a revival that his father was pastoring, had an evangelist in, that swept Jacksonville. And people came. Wow. I mean, they packed the tent out. In fact, there was one night, I'll just say this really quickly. One night, um, he said he was tired, that he wasn't going to pray for the sick. And so he said, I've, you know, I've been ministering, praying every night and all these time. And so I'm just going to share a little bit, pray, and we'll go home. He's in the middle of sharing and stuff. My mother's a little bit disappointed because she was praying for God to heal her. I didn't realize she needed healing because she had prayed, Lord, heal my heart because yeah, it misses a beat every once in a while, and there was a tightness in, in her chest. She couldn't really see. She didn't sing because she couldn't breathe deeply. In the middle of his preaching, he turned to my mother and said, a little lady in the green olive dress, come up here. That was my mother. He calls her out. She goes forward, and, and he said, uh, I see there's a cloud over your lungs that you have a hard time breathing, and your heart misses a beat every once in a while. Well, she went to doctors, and the doctors couldn't figure it out. I thank God for doctors, but yeah. sometimes they can't figure out what's going on. And and here the Holy Spirit zoomed in. She she uh, the power of God comes on her, and He says, "Take a deep breath." And she's thinking, "If I take a deep breath, I'll cough in your face." So she just wow. takes a little breath. He goes, "No, no, no, take a deep breath." She took a real deep one, and she said something hot hit her. She didn't know about the anointing, the fire of God, wow. anything hit her, and something went out, and she was healed. Then she get baptized, and the Holy Spirit started speaking in tongues. 
And I'm like, you know, I'm just praying in tongues, just, just, just weeping and just thanking God. And then the power of God hit my dad. And my dad came back to the Lord, and a couple of nights later, he called me into his, uh, into, I went in to see him, he was in the bedroom. He pulled out his old Baptist Bible, he said, Mark, I want to get back to God, I want to get back to the Word, get back to the Gospel, get back to knowing God. And, and it turned my family's life around. And so the, there's nothing like the power of God. There's nothing like healings and miracles to open people's eyes to supernatural but most of all, that God loves them, that Jesus loves them. He's real, and he wants to change their life. Wow, wow. I mean, th these these testimonies, I, I love testimonies. And I, I remember on Sunday nights in the United Kingdom, at the church I went to anyway, was like a gospel share night. And, I mean, the church I went to before was a family-run church, and sometimes it was, Lord, Lord thank you for providing all my food this week. But then I, I started going to a Pentecostal church and they were like, Lord, thank you for the salvation. Thank you for the miracles. And I read through the book of Acts and I've, I'll be honest with you, while we've been in lockdown, I've probably read through the Bible three or four times. But recently, over the last couple of months, I've read through the book of Acts Yes. numerous times because it's exciting me about what the first church used to do the momentum yes. that they carried and, yes. and and god kept saying to me look that momentum was never meant to end but people in their natural sense want a box what i'm doing into their mind and into their rules their regulations and he said if we could just come out of the lockdown not boxing God in or Holy Spirit, because he's the one that Jesus left here as the comforter, yes. as the powerhouse mm. to work through us. If we just let him have free reign again in churches, in services, yes. even on revival talks right now, yes. he can move. Absolutely. And the momentum will start again. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I believe, because you're talking about Joel, talks about the former and the latter reign. And he yeah. says, in the first month, and I see the former rain likened to the day of Pentecost, outpouring the Holy Spirit, the initial outpouring. It's incredible, and fire, and the angels, and the presence of God. And, you know, they get filled with the Holy Spirit and just empowered to do, to do the ministry. And, and, and that's the only time Jesus said, wait. He didn't say, mm. wait. And I see that to even revival. I, personally, I believe we don't have to wait for revival. It's here. The Holy Spirit's yeah. here. Never, he only said two times to wait, and it was all, only went back to Pentecost. After the Pentecost, Peter didn't go, well, let me, you know, go and wait. No, he, he preached, and they got, they got born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then Paul says in, in Acts 19, in, in Ephesus, he goes, uh, you know, have you, you know, he was talking about the Lord and different things. And have you received the Holy Spirit yet? Well, what is, you know, what is it? <laughs> Never heard of the Holy Spirit. And and he didn't say, okay, go pray and fast 10 days like we, like the original guys did. And, 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 and then you'll get it. No, he just laid hands on them. To me, that's the, the Holy Spirit's a spirit of revival. It's here. We have to stir it up and, and just, if you believe for it, you'll get it. <laughs> You know, we, wow. I prayed 40 years for revival. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And the Lord said, don't you think it's time to receive? <laughs> don't you think it's time to receive and act and release it? And so it switched. It was like a switch flipped. And, I, and my life was changed. And I started preaching it. 
And I expect revival to break out in every church, every place I go. I just believe the Holy Spirit's here. He's the spirit of revival. He can do it. Wow. I, I agree with you, Matt, 100%. <laughs> and I find it sometimes we'll go to churches when we're allowed to go in churches in person and we'll pray and God's presence will come. And because of the church I was brought under and the ministries I was brought under, I've always been in the presence of God when I gave my life back to Jesus about 17, 18 years old. Before then, I was in religion. I was brought up in church. I was brought up in a box. You know, my family loved Jesus. They knew the scriptures. They put them inside of me. I knew the scripture inside out, but I didn't know the author himself. And when I met with the author and I met with the Holy Spirit, you can't silence me anymore. But but what was interesting now, we preach the gospel, me and my wife, around the world in meetings and miracles begin to happen. And and in America, they, they love to call them revival nights or revival weekends. And sometimes I find myself saying, no, that's the British side of me saying, no, you can't call them revival. That's not revival. Well, actually, it is. Revival, in my definition, is when the Holy Spirit is free to do what he wants to do. We need reviving. The Holy Spirit's inside of us, and he brings revival through us. Um, and this is one of my questions, Mark. We're getting round to another question. I, I know it's a revival talk, but no, no, what it's is, good. What, what's revival to you, Mark? You know, I've said to a me, little bit of what I, I think. Just, what I is it just, to you? I was thinking when you were talking about it, Habakkuk, to me, the best definition is Habakkuk chapter 3. Because Habakkuk, he is praying, and he's asking, oh, there's Sherry McLean. Hi, Sherry. She's one of our students. And she, you know, the, and, and Habakkuk is praying. He's saying, God, revive your work in the midst of the years. Remember mercy. And, and, and it said, Rath, remember mercy. And so he is, he is basically playing for revival. Revive us. Send revival. And I love the answer. The answer was, and a really short answer, and God came. <laughs> to me, is God manifesting himself. God, man, the manifestation of God, uh, and, and here with the Holy Spirit showing up, signs and wonders, healings, you know, because Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, in other words, it's the miracle of the new birth. It's, it's righteous peace. It's uh, the peace that they would say shalom. And the Hebrew words mean nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. In other words, God restoring things, what the enemy's taken, broken bodies, broken lives, broken homes, broken families, and even broken governments, and, and things like this. He wants to restore and make whole, and, and peace, and joy. Joy is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, and it's a joy in the Holy Spirit. Even where the Holy Spirit's moving, that's where the kingdom of God is. To me, that's revival. And so wherever you, you know, God wants to do it anywhere. Any, I mean, it can be in a pub, it can be in a disco, it can be in a home, it can be on Zoom. People can encounter the Holy Spirit and their lives be changed. Wow, I like that definition. I think you're, you're probably the closest to the definition I would give as well. And I've got nothing against any other definition. You know, revival is one of them words that, you know, people see different things, but Ultimately, I think everyone's got a very similar close. It's yes. God moving through people, out yes. of people. The one thing I've learned about true revival is it can't be contained to a church building. And that's why I believe 
when God told me to get Revival Talks going, when I wasn't interested in doing any videos on social media, God said, do Revival Talks. I don't think we need to wait to come out of lockdown to see revival. God's actually started placing visions in my heart. God said, you know, as much as the churches and even the big churches are still going to be part of that around the world, God is going to begin to move in families, homes, and communities are going to get saved. And actually, some of you watching, you're going to have church in your own home because it says wherever two or three are gathered, they're God is with us. God is with you when there's two or three. And I've been telling everybody, I'm having revival in my own home with my wife and with my two children, my dogs and my cats. You know, whenever two or three of us are gathered together, worshipping God and praising him, that's church. And it goes back to the original when the Roman Empire was about, there was a decree set wherever there's two or three Roman citizens together, there is Rome. The might of Rome there and Jesus understood that so that's why he said to his disciples just like the Roman people wherever two or three of you Christians are together the empire of God is there and the empire of God has been weakened I'm talking UK terms I'm sure it's the same in other nations but the 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 church has been weakened by weak preaching of the gospel we only preach half of it because we don't see the rest of it so some people i meet say oh i don't believe in miracles well no it's not that you don't believe in it you're not seeing it so that's why you don't believe you want to build a theology around why miracles don't happen in every circumstance listen I don't see a 100% success rate of miracles in those meetings. We're at about 60% roughly people get healed in the meetings. I'm not going to build a theology on the other 40% that don't get healed. I don't understand it fully, but I do know God wants everybody to be healed. And if Jesus was here, Mm. it would be a much better ambassador of heaven than what I am. Mm. And Jesus saw 100% success, but he did have to hear a couple of times pray more than once. And that's Jesus. Almighty. All I'm saying is to be a good ambassador of Jesus Christ and for the church to be powerful again, just because you're not seeing a miracle when you pray for the sick, don't tell people miracles don't happen anymore because they do. I mean, we saw just last week in a meeting, um, an online meeting, deaf ears open, people getting up and walking about. I've seen cancer in the UK completely go out of people's body, tumors shrink, disappear. You know, God is doing a move, not in Africa, just Africa. He's doing it in all the European nations. God's moving. Uh, and I get off on the tangent, Mark. So I, I, please no, accept my good. apologies. I have to no. apologize when I'm on here because you're the guest and, and we want to really hear from you. So no. I, mean, I don't know if you want to piggyback on the back of what I've just said. Yeah. Anything that just oh, came yeah. to mind for you? Yeah, yeah. You know, miracles. God is a miracle working God and he just loves to manifest himself but the the miss the little the the only ingredient and re- prerequisite is faith if people will believe because in mark uh, I think it's six he went he went to his hometown and he couldn't do many my I mean we see if we saw a few people get healed of minor ailments we think that's a big deal but mm-hmm. that's with when there was unbelief around you know, a few people were sick and we should be seeing the greater. Jesus said with his works and greater works shall we do, believers do. But, and he said that not that he couldn't, but, or not that he wouldn't, but he couldn't do any mighty works because of the unbelief. Because they know yeah. oh, this isn't this, this is Joseph's son. This, you know, and things like this. 
And so the, 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 the qualifier, the thing that changes, the game changer is faith. If people just believe. Just take God at his word and just believe and that when you pray something's going to happen, when you get prayed for, you need healing, you just believe, Lord, you can do it. And, and it's like the, 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 the leper. He said, Lord, I know you can do it. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. But he said, will you? Is it your will? You know, and that's why I teach out of Matthew chapter 8, how the will yeah. of God is healing. The will of God is healing, and it's his will. And even before Jesus got the words out, he had already laid hands on the leper. <laughs> and then he said, be, be cleansed. And, and he was immediately healed. And, uh, but it's, he never turned away anybody that believed. Never, 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 never. If they believe, they, 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 you know, and he would say, be it unto you according to your faith. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing is people, and that's the whole purpose of the word and preaching is so that they, the atmosphere shifts and changes. There's an atmosphere of faith, which when, in the atmosphere of, of faith, anything can happen. Miracles happen in the presence of God. And so it's getting into the presence of God. People hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing. The faith arises in their heart, and they cry out to God, and they get their miracle. Wow. Wow. I love it. So if you, on that note, guys, I just really feel if you need prayer, something rung a tune in me when you were talking about the revival in Jacksonville with your mum getting healed. Um, and I really believe there's uh, somebody watching, whether it's live or, or maybe when you get this video shared and you're watching and uh, I just want you to receive your miracle. It's a lung issue, a bit like Mark's mom. And I rebuke that lung problem right yes, now in the yes, name of Jesus. I rebuke COVID-19 in the name of Jesus Christ. We Sorry. have testimonies of people getting out of the, the uh, <clears throat> wards, intensive care wards. Being on ventilators and yes. being healed. Now rebuke that sickness over your family member right now. I speak to COVID nineteen to go from that body in the name of Jesus. I speak to that lung disorder, bronchitis. I command you to leave them lungs right, right. now in the name of Jesus. And if you need prayer, comment below. If you were that person with a lung problem, comment below. Let us know. I always say you need to test it. If you believe God healed you. Take a deep breath in and breathe yes. out. And tell us yes. if there's a change in the lungs because I believe it and I receive it. And um, I always explain yes. it like this. Jesus paid the price before he went to the cross for your sicknesses to be healed. It says, by his stripes, you are made whole. By the wounds on his back when he was scourged open, yes. you was healed. So you were already healed back then. Me and Mark are just debt collectors for Jesus. We're taking the sickness the devil's put on you, and we're removing it in the name of Jesus. And we yes. refuse to allow that sickness to stay in your life. And if you're watching this and you need a miracle, it's time to comment below. And me yes. and Mark will pick up the prayers at the end. We'll pray for you, and we will see a miracle in your life. You may have been sick for years, but it's like Mike said, uh, Mark said, the currency of heaven is faith. And I believe in the scripture that he was talking about when Jesus couldn't do many miracles. It wasn't because he couldn't actually do it. It's because people didn't come for the prayer. I think the people thought he's just a carpenter's son, like Mark said, and they refused to come and actually get the prayer and receive it due to lack of faith in a, a human. You know, he was actually the son of God. And Naomi and Mark were sons of God. 
We're here with the, the authority Amen. of heaven and we command you that sickness to go off your life in the name of Jesus. And Mark's going to pray later for anybody who needs a, a healing in their body or anyone who's watching this later needs a healing in your body. This prayer that Mark will say at the end, you can receive your miracle in that. So we're going to move on in a few minutes just to just to talk, continue talking about revival. Will you do us a favor and help us by sharing this video? What Mike's speaking is some great truths on what revival is, you know, his own experience of revival. And we're going to move forward um, for the last part of this meeting just to touch a bit more on revival and, and how we can see revival in his own life. But if you share this post, whether that's now or at the end, um, just so people can watch this video of Mark sharing his heart with you, because I think it's really good stuff. And, you know, you can't take this sort of teaching for granted. You know, this is experience um, from experience and from the word of God that Mark's bringing. He's not just bringing hairy fairy stuff. He's been in revival. He's still seeing revival and moves of God in his ministry and in his own life. But it's all biblically based. You know, I've only spoke to Mark for a few minutes backstage and while we've been on this show and he's always bringing the scriptures, you know, and the scripture is important because the, the Bible is basically like a measuring tape. We have to measure our life by the Bible and everything Mark's saying up to now, I agree with him 100%. Okay. So what we want to move on to really is how do we see revival, Um Mark, you know, I know you're big on prayer and I know prayer is one of the ingredients. So let's touch on that and any other ingredients that you believe are vitally important for us um, to see revival. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I look for especially two main things, a hunger and a thirst. Because uh, Jesus says, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you'll be filled. And that's a basic principle of revival. The very, very, very basic is a hunger. God looks for hunger. Um, if my mother cooked dinner and I went to the, the table and, and said I'm not hungry, that's one of the worst things you could say at our home <laughs> because maybe my mother's worked and she's cooked and got all this and, they, oh, I'm not hungry. I mean, that would that's not a pretty picture. That's not, not you know, the... She's not a happy woman, and you're not going to be happy either. And so the thing is, you know, you, you prepare, you want people to be hungry. And so there's a, it needs to be a desire and a hunger and thirst. And, and as you taste and see the Lord is good, you want more and more and more and more. And, and, but we need to be continually filled. You can't just get filled one time where I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit back in... 1975, but I, every day, I, I pray for to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I learned from Mari Murillo years ago. He said, he's one of my teachers at Bible college. He said how uh, Charles Finney used to say, every trial you go through, you need a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I, I teach our people to pray every day, Lord, baptize me afresh in the Holy Spirit. Baptize me afresh in the Holy Spirit. Like the first day when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, fill me up, set me on fire, and and we'll see a shift. But but those two things, hunger and thirst, and the third thing is expectation. I expect something to happen. I expect revival. I expect healings. I expect miracles. Not because of me, but because of what, what God has said in His Word. <laughs> and, and God said it. 
and all we he's just looking for somebody to believe to connect with him. And so if I can get people to connect with God and his words, then they'll receive a miracle. They'll get saved, they'll get healed, they'll get delivered. Or their family and, 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 and how my family came into the kingdom of God and they're all serving God. And I've got an older brother who's a preacher and um, doing amazing works for the Lord. Um, but, but it was like I was a key player but my grandmother was the intercessor behind it all, was praying and believing God and fasting. And it shifted everything. And then when we came in, and when I came in, I mean, uh, six months later, I'm in Bible college. Two years later, I'm in, I'm in England. I mean, it was just bam, 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 bam. When it happened, it was like an explosion. And wow. it just it just like dominoes falling. They just started knocking other ones and other things happened. And it, but, but hunger, thirst, and expectation are the main ingredients. And when you get those together, anything can happen. And then you get it based on the Bible, based on what God has said, hungering for Him and more of Him. Um, you got revival. Wow. Because then wow. He'll come. Because then He'll come and manifest Himself. And, and, it, and if we don't believe it, then... We get what we what we're believing for nothing, <laughs> but if we believe, then we'll. He, he works, you know. You know, he he works by faith, and that part of that hunger and thirst and expectation is a part of it. And we get a people to a place, and that's why I tried to let the Holy Spirit paint a picture in a way that people can see with the testimonies and the Scripture how to connect, how to receive, and and like I'm teaching in in a week, I'll be teaching a week from the Saturday on. Unpacking revival. What is revival? What does it look like? The what, how, where, when, why, all of it, uh, it crammed into it. It's just to be a very quick, in you know, an hour's teaching. Just bam, 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 bam. <laughs> but, but that's why I want, I want people to see what it is, receive it, and run with it. Because I think Jesus, when he turned uh, to the disciples, when they fed the multitudes, he could have just prayed and blessed it, all multiplied. Okay, guys, go feed them. No, no, no. They had a part. He prayed and blessed it, but they fed the people. God took them, and they broke the bread and gave it, and then the, they kept breaking it, and the bread didn't, it would form another bit, and they would form another bit. The fish, they'd give it, and, <laughs> and they ended up with more fish than what they started with, 12 basketfuls. And as the Lord said, I don't want you just to be a spectator and see miracles. I want you to participate and have me work with you and my body to be a part of the miracle. And that's what God delights is doing miracles, not only because he loves us and wants to provide, but he wants to, us to work with him and him work with us and partner together, revival. And, and, and there's no greater joy for me to see somebody get healed. I mean, you know, to see legs grow out, arms grow out, it was We've seen supernatural things happen. Body, body, even even new hearts. My my wife had her heart turned back to a forty year old, and the Lord wow. Lord healed her. Said He would give her a new heart, and uh, she had she had a bad report and had six weeks, and then they were going to give her medication. And so she went to prayer and fasting, and uh, I prayed for her in the kitchen. She says all our miracles happen in the kitchen. I got the old. The oil, the oil. It's not even. It's not even. You know, prayer oil or anything like that. The cooking oil. You know, 
and just laid hands on her, prayed, believed for a miracle. And uh, they put a monitor on her heart for 24 hours, did the dye and, her, and everything. It was totally cleared and healed. And, and then the lady said, um, she didn't know how old she was, but she said, uh, uh, you've got a heart of a 40-year-old. And, and God had turned her heart back. He, he turned the years back. And so God will give people new hearts tonight. If, you know, only believe. All you have to wow. do, you can believe. It. Believing is receiving. Like they say, seeing is believing. Believing is receiving. You believe you can receive a new heart. And God's wow. ready to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I understand what some people say is seeing is believing. I've been in meetings and kind of use these terms, it was like dead, dead, dead as a doornail, you know, it, it was literally flat, I mean, and then I, I've just gone with the Holy Spirit, call somebody out, you need healing of this, got that word of knowledge, someone gets healed, and then boom, all of a sudden, the, the altar's full, everyone wants prayer for, all these people who claim they weren't ill, are all of a sudden realising, actually, this guy's carrying something, or the Holy Spirit's here, whatever that grabbed them, and that seeing of a deaf ear or a blind eye opens, it sparks other things. And I think that's why Jesus' ministry moved so quickly, because um, he kept saying, my time's not come, even to his mom. He said, hey, I shouldn't be really turning water into wine. It's not my season, but hey, I love you, mom. I'm going to do it. Um, and and he, he actually... He wanted to keep it quiet until it was a season. And I think sometimes we're eager to get a season now. But actually, there's a season of building up to it. Behind the scenes, a lot of people, they come to my meetings to see the miracles now. But I'm telling you what, you wouldn't have queued up when I first got saved. I was praying for people with headaches that were getting migraines. I was praying for people with cancer that were dying the very next day. I was not. I wasn't working in faith. I was working in enthusiasm. But God can work with enthusiasm when it twists, changes into faith. And um, I was reading through the scriptures just recently because I've been praying for the dead to be raised in the United Kingdom. And when I say that, I I mean it deadly seriously. Some people think I'm joking, but I want to see the dead people raised. I mean, I want to see it genuine, not for um, to make my ministry well known. I'm not bothered if it's done in a closed door and my name's never mentioned. I believe we're moving into a season and we're shifting into a season where death, I mean, the the, the keys of death and hell have been defeated. And, right. and, and it's time for us to actually show the true power of heaven that people yes. can be raised from the dead. I mean, it yes. happens all around the world. Why not in the United Kingdom? I've seen Amen. it once with my own two eyes, someone raised from the dead. Yes. It wasn't in this nation, but I want to yes. see it in the United Kingdom. But yes. So to do that, the first place I go is straight into the scripture. Now, when I read the scriptures, this is funny, Mark, and you probably laugh when you hear it as well. But I realized Jesus shoves everybody out of the way. And the apostles and, and anybody else who raised the dead got everybody out apart from a few people, which I believe were faith-filled people. Do you know why? I think they could sense disbelief in the room. In fact, when Jesus comes to raise Lazarus from the dead, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it's open to interpretation. But I think you were frustrated that they were seeing him as dead because he yes. just said, you know, he's not dead, he's sleeping, and that people are still mourning and grieving. And Jesus had that much faith. He's like, I've just told you he's sleeping. I'm going to raise, he's coming out. Trust me, why are you still crying? Wake up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to see the dead raised, 
you really just need faith, Phil, believe. And I've been on the fields yeah. of Nigeria. I got the privilege of going to Renard Bronchi's last crusade mm-hmm. um, in Africa. And um, when we were there, there were people backstage and there were, there were a coffin laid there and there were people praying. There were people praying for a dead body. And people say, why the dead, the dead raised in Africa? I'll tell you why. They believe it. And they go after it. They go with passion. They go with fire. They don't yes. think, oh, you know, that baby's just dead. That that person's just dead. No, they're expecting that body to be raised, you know. Yes. And if God can give us a brand new heart like your wife, yes. why can't he raise someone from dead who's had a heart attack? Absolutely. Anyway, that's me just dreaming and, and just yeah, believing no. and receiving. That's That's the will of God. That's God wants us to to believe for these things because I've uh, prayed for people nearly, nearly dead and see them healed. And then my father in the Lord, he's seen uh, three people. I think it's three people raised from the dead uh, because he's from Denmark, but he was in, in, uh, I think he was in Uganda the first time. And then I I think he was in Uganda the second time. They brought a dead baby up and it was raised from the dead and, and, and then on a, on a, what's that? I think an airplane, somebody died. And so, uh, but you know, God wants to do it. God wants to do it. He's just looking for somebody to, to believe him, to, to believe him. And, and what I do a lot, most of the time, I find out if somebody's ill in hospital, I find out what are you believing for? What do you want? Because yeah. there was, my mother one time was, was, was dying. And I said, mom, what do you want? She goes, I want to go home. I'm tired. She was worn out. I said, okay, mom. And a week later, she passed away. And so what I do, I don't try to push my faith on people. Find out what do you want? What do you believe in for? You want a successful operation? Well, let's pray for that. Mm-hmm. I tried. I find that agreement is the level of power, uh, synergy. And so I find that where people are agreeing for, what are they praying for? If they're Christian, if they know about healing, if they want a successful operation, I don't pray for a miracle. I pray for a miracle in the operation. <laughs> because yeah. I find out where where people are, and not to judge or criticize, find out where their faith is, and then I connect with that. Yeah, and yeah, so, that's good. Um, and then other people, there's times other people wanted me to pray for the dead to be raised and stuff, but all the Holy Spirit said no. So what I do is I listen to the Holy Spirit. What do you want to do here? You want to raise this person to the dead, or you've got another plan. Because I see two ways of healing. They get healed and they stay here, or they get healed when they go to heaven. They're healed yeah. either way. They're healed. And so yeah. what I do is, is find out, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? And then we're going to do that. You know, yeah. I want them raised from the dead, but uh, sometimes I've, I've gone to pray for people, and, and they don't want to be raised from the dead. They want to go to heaven. Yeah, and so and so, what I do, I find out what 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 what's going on here, and what 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 is you know if if they haven't died yet or something, you know, find out what or what the people, the families believing, and different things like that, and and connect up or Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? And He will show me do this, do that, or pray this way, and I find that's where the success is. Holy Spirit, He knows. He knows, but we're going to see people raised from the dead in Great Britain in Jesus' name. <laughs> Come on. And I agree, totally agree. I think if you connect with the faith 
um, where people are at and, and we will see more miracles and 100%, you know, I always say life's got an expiry date on it like a bottle of milk has, you know, there's yes. a date when we're going to go to heaven and I Absolutely. want that date to come, I don't, you know, if I'm going to heaven, I don't want to be raised from the dead, it's my Absolutely. season to go. Absolutely. Um, so I, I agree with that sometimes and, and sometimes that is you. People have been raised from the dead and not really want to come back. So um, yes. I totally agree with you and said, you know, let's do that. And talking about prayer, guys, if you need prayer, we're wrapping up in a few minutes. Um, I wish these times could be longer. And I think in the new year, I'm going to do some YouTube stuff where we actually pre-record some things so we can go a bit longer. But if you need prayer right now, um, start beginning to comment on the comments below. Um, we're going to do a general prayer for healing and we're going to word, release words of knowledge for healing um, for people as well at the end. But if you've got a sickness in your body, we want to pray for you and we need the specifics and we need to agree with you. And um, I'd like to share just for one minute um, uh, before we just wrap things up that sometimes what Mark's saying is true. I, I've been, I went to, to a guy and he was in a wheelchair. The obvious thing was the wheelchair. But the way that I minister now, because of some bad experiences, some mistakes I made when I was younger, I asked them, what did they want the miracle for? And I asked this gentleman, what did he want a miracle for? And it was actually fear and anxiety. And, you know, I didn't have time to go into it, but I rebuked the fear, I rebuked the anxiety. Guess what happened? He pops out of the wheelchair. Actually, the fear and anxiety was getting healed. He was afraid of the benefits going. He was afraid of, um, you know, being able to walk and be independent again because he'd been locked Amazing. in a place where his support system was around him and they were his friends as well, all the support workers that were coming in were his friends. So sometimes it's actually the prayers that we pray. In fact, all the times the prayer that we pray is very important and it, we've got to be specific with it. And it might be some of you... Um, you might actually need prayer for unbelief. And unbelief is one of the biggest things. And I, I, I rebuke unbelief right now. I rebuke fear and anxiety yeah, right now. Because some of you might be watching and you might not even be believing what I'm saying. You might not even be a Christian right now because someone shared it with you and you're in a COVID-19 ward. Or maybe you're watching this and you're in a wheelchair and you're angry at God for being in that wheelchair. I'm telling you right now, God did not put sickness on this earth. God did not put you in that wheelchair but God can certainly raise you out of it but whether you're raised out of that chair or not let me tell you God loves you he has a plan for you he has a purpose for your life and I want you to know whether you ever get healed on this earth or you've got to get healed in heaven God loves you so much that he sent the most prized possession Jesus Christ he sent him from his throne room where he could have sat there comfortably for eternity with him to save and rescue your soul so don't be angry with God let God show his love to you. Let God come and heal you. Let God come into your life right now. And, and maybe you need to make a commitment to Jesus. You see, sometimes we don't fear God enough. I've been reading about the fear of God. And God is saying to some of us right now, it's time to have that reverence fear again. Even Christians, sometimes we come into God's throne room without respect for who we're in the throne room with. I mean, he's the God who wants to be your friend. He's the God who wants to be your father. But let's remember who he is. He's the God who created the earth. He's the God who wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah. I read in the book of Acts to blow some of your theology and it talked about King Herod. Let me just find it. So I'll get the right. Acts 12 verse 20 and down to 24. 
And King Herod was taking glory. He was worshipping another God. And it says, and immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and multiplied. The thing, one thing that no virus, no sickness, no person can do is take away the glory from God. And his word will multiply. And I, I'm speaking to Christians now. So if you've logged on and you're not a Christian, don't worry. Ignore what I'm saying right now. This is to Christians who have stopped fearing God. You see, when we dismissed, I, I'm sorry, Mike, just excuse me. I think God's just flowing something out of me. When God... Oh. When, when God sent his son to the earth, he did it to save you and rescue. If you ignore the rescuer when they come out of the rescue boat to rescue you and you don't put on the life jacket and you don't let them pull you in correctly, I'm telling you right now, you will get a wallop in the face. I've seen programs where they punch the panicked person in the face to shock them. And this might be a shock to some Christians right now. God is trying to save you and rescue you from yourself. Because we all need rescuing. I was in religion when I was younger. God needed to rescue me. I was one of these high horse, proudful people. Pride comes before a fall. Trust me, brother. Trust me, sister. I fell very far until God could use me. I'm now one of the people who realize, actually, I'm just on this earth to serve God's will, not my own will. I'm here to do his business. But I'm telling you right now, you need to begin to fear God because I'll tell you some truths that are not preached anymore, that sex before marriage is wrong. It's not right. Sex is for within marriage. You know, God touches on other things like abortion, murdering people. It's wrong. And, and God wants the fear of God to be removed. It says in Proverbs that actually wisdom, um, fear, fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. And we never really found true wisdom until we start fearing God. And this might sound harsh, but I tell you, start reading these scriptures on the fear of God. Start reading through Proverbs. It talks a lot about fearing God. But that doesn't mean you can't have a relationship and a loving father and a loving friend too. I have a very loving relationship with my father in heaven. I have a very loving relationship with Jesus, my friend. And Holy Spirit, he just draws so close to me. I want to weep whenever he comes close to me. But I do respect them enough to obey the laws that are set before me, to understand that actually we can't continue speaking half truths we've got to speak the full truths that's my rant done mark that's me finished i hope you agreed with that um, absolutely i just felt to share that um, absolutely and i want you to before we go i want you to pray with people i don't know if we've had any prayer requests in now but i do know people do log on later with prayer requests so um just have a quick scroll around have you got any on your facebook post because they don't always pop through on here i have one yeah. Andrew McKinney says we have to keep asking for healing, which isn't a prayer request, to be persistent. In yeah. other words, he's talking about to, to, in other words, not to give up. Absolutely, Andrew, just hang in there. Believe God, receive. And, and, and Thanksgiving is a big part. I don't think you have to keep asking the same thing. Um, but I think we, the, after the first time we ask, we go into thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, provided mm. healing. And I, I believe if you're seeking healing, uh, something we don't like to do, but what's what Proverbs 4 talks about to really to, to, to get into the Word of God. It's God's medicine. It's like a, a prescription about meditating the words and it, it's keeping it before your eyes and in your heart. And, 
and, and there's a whole process there, but it, you need to go over healing scriptures all the time. Keep going over them and meditate and pray them, speak them, and uh, it becomes healing to, you, to your flesh, is what Proverbs says. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22, 23, I think maybe even 24, and, and it becomes alive on the inside of you. Uh, sometimes there the old the old timers used to pray for the sick. I think it's Lillian Yeoman, but she would she had a home for people with incurable diseases, but she didn't pray for them. They'd come in, and then somebody would read the scriptures, the healing scriptures, wow. over and over and over. They didn't have recordings and things like that like we do today, and so she would read and read. They would read the scriptures, and some of the times they would, most of the time, they'd get healed before they got prayed for. Sometimes we pray for people too early. They need to get find out what the Word of God says and see. And and so, but especially Christians, I think it's easier. Almost my my wife says it's easier for unbeliever to get healed than believers because of you know they they just believe. But then as a believer, we need to know what the covenant says and get into the Word. And so there's more responsibility. And sometimes we're we're lazy. And sometimes we don't want to read, don't want to speak the scriptures and things. But as we do that and thank God, then then I find many times I've I've prayed and 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 thank God and and in healing healing happens immediately. Sometimes it's taken longer, and sometimes, it, but it, it's but healing is for the believer. Come on, come on! I agree. Totally agree with you. So what what I want you to do, Mac, I'm going to pop you up on a single screen, and I just want you to pray a okay. general prayer of healing over people um, that are watching before we wrap up. Um, and anybody who might be watching later who needs a miracle in their life, just, just go for it, bro. Amen. Amen. Thank you. It's our pleasure to be here. And I really see sense somebody's hearts being healed tonight. And just as Lucas said, even people's lungs being healed, respiratory system being healed, coronavirus has prayed for earlier is being healed. Whatever you need healing for, you know, just lay hands on yourself. We're going to pray from head to toe that everything gets healed. So, Lord, we thank you that by your stripes we're healed, and we, we just command every sick person to be healed in Jesus' name, that you touch them from the crown of the head to the soles of their feet, whatever is out of order in their in the mind, in their body, in their soul, in their will, emotions, in any way, Father, in their eyes, ears, nose, throat, their respiratory system, digestive system, their bodies, their skeleton, in their muscles. We rebuke arthritis. God's healing arthritis is going. You do something you couldn't do before in Jesus' name. If you could, if you had problems with arthritis, just move your hands, move, move your wrists, move your arms, move your neck in Jesus' name. There's somebody with pain in their neck. And it's been stiff and that like a, a cricket in that, we call it, where you, you can't turn it anymore. In Jesus' name, just turn it. God's healing somebody right now. Move your arms, your legs, your feet. If you're in a wheelchair, get out in Jesus' name and walk. And, and, and you don't even have to get out in the beginning. If you, you just move your toes, move, move something you couldn't, and just say, thank you, Lord, I'm healed, and just begin to pray. I've heard of people being prayed for, and maybe a week later, that one lady got prayed in, and it was in a wheelchair. And a week later, the manifestation came about. And so we don't put it. We just believe we received it. The Bible says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it, you shall have it. 
We don't know exactly when that manifestation, but we act as we received it, believe that we have it now, and then the shall come. It may be instantly, it may take a little while, but you're healed in Jesus' name. So just receive your healing. Say, I receive my healing from the crown of my soles of my feet. In Jesus' name. Jesus is the healer. Now, if you've got, you've been healed, text us, put it, uh, contact Luke so that we can give the glory to God and tell somebody. The best way to keep your healing, sometimes people lose their healing because they don't tell. You need to tell others about what God has done and because he wants, it's a prophetic word for them that, that Jesus wants to heal them and deliver them. Thank you, Luke. Fantastic. And help us by sharing this video. Um, sometimes people can get uh, receive their healing by proxy. Maybe uh, Max shared some words of knowledge just then. And you know a family member who's sick in that area. Claim it for them. Ring them up or even share it if they're on social media. Share this out to them and share it out to people on your post because there might be somebody on your social media post that isn't on Mark's or mine that needs a miracle that we've just touched on. And, and I just, in the name of Jesus, I just see a picture of bowel cancer, lung cancer, mm. a tumor of the brain right now. I see deaf ear. I see someone on their deathbed. Um, the doctors have said there's not much hope for you um, because the cancer spread throughout your lungs and uh, lymph, lymph nodes. Um, and God says it's time to get out of that bed right now. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke cancer. I rebuke the fear of cancer off your life. I rebuke tinnitus right now in the name of Jesus Christ. The deafness of that ear, I command that ear to open in the name yes. of Jesus Christ. I just declare right now over the family member that you're not actually watching, but someone's going to share this post with you and you're not even a believer, but you've got a deaf ear and I want you to remove your ear in it and your ear is going to open right now in the name of Jesus. In fact, you're going to hear a little popping inside of your ear as you're watching me speak about it right now and your ear is going to pop, pop, pop and it's going to open up and the reason why this is opening up is so you can give your heart to Jesus Christ he wants to reveal to you that he is real so if you're watching this live right now or later and one of your family members who's unsaved has got a deaf ear you need to share this video with them I genuinely believe God is into doing supernatural things and we need you to help us get the news out now as time is up I'm going to let Mark go backstage in just a couple of minutes but I want to say Thank you so much, Mark. And I hope we can do some stuff in the future as well because it's been great having you. And I don't think I've tapped into the full <laughs> knowledge and wells of what you've got inside for the year. Uh, I can feel there's more I could have drawn out today. But time, I tried to stick to an hour. You can see we're already over by 15 minutes. But praise the Lord, there's no Amen. clocks in heaven. Um, but yeah, we need to do some more stuff together maybe for next year, etc. Absolutely, we love, love you. to. We love you too. Thank you. Thank you. Having you on here, and I'm going to drop you backstage, Mark. Just okay, say man. goodbye to everyone. Thanks. God bless. Thank you so much. PM. But for now, God bless, and we'll catch up with you very soon. Bye for now.